Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Satnam. There's a, um, a children's sign language, signing, that you work with children before they're verbal. This means more. 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 We want more. <laughs> right? Can we get it? And, you, and kids always get what they ask for, you know, like, so if we have that, yes, if we have that innocence of that childlike, the universe cannot refuse us. Hmm? If we have God-fear, you know, they say, God-fearing, yeah, then we get nothing. <laughs> Can you imagine? Going to someone's home where the kids fear the father, you go, something's not right here, right? Correct? Yes. So why would we fear, and why would they call God the father? Because there's no such thing as a pregnant man. There's one species, I think, there's one species that the, man, that the masculine gives birth, but it's like some crustacean from like four million miles deep in the ocean, you know, it's like, I mean, obviously that's an exaggerated number, but men don't give birth to anything. So, first of all, God-fearing is not fearing the Father. God-fearing God -fearing is just stupid. But God is not the Father, right? So that which is generate, organize, and destroy, Yogi Bhajan said, God is an acronym. So generate, organize, and destroy, that is before Adi Shakti. Then Adi Shakti gives birth, Shakti gives birth to Shiva in the mythology. So the universal nothing gives birth to the feminine, then the feminine gives birth to the masculine. But because the masculine is so just, what is that word when you say it's over the top? All of those are true, but none of them were the word I was looking for. Let's use bombastic, because that's kind of like clever in the way that I'm trying to be. <laughs> and you know that I'm always trying to be, right? But the masculine is so bombastic that it blocks out the view of the feminine. And so everyone, because they're locked into the need for security, relate to the bombastic nature of the masculine as a method of security. 
as a means of security. But, and that's why God became the Father. There's a, there's a great study out um, called When God Was a Woman. And it studies the matriarchal societies of the world. And the matriarchal societies of the world are very peaceful, very prosperous, and very safe. So the masculine doesn't actually bring safety. The masculine just brings competition. And competition doesn't bring safety. Competition usually brings the opposite of safety. And so the idea of God being that, um, that father, you know, uh, we should fear that concept because it's stupid ignorance. And um, that is uh, what we have to correct, but we have to correct it gently. And then we're going to have to go into every single, every single um, religion indirectly and make the correction because there's a lot of years of history connected to all of that tradition. But a tradition that can't shift becomes stagnant. And a stagnation ultimately becomes corrupt. Hmm? Isn't that what happens in the body? Dr. Saab, she passed her examination. <coughs> if the body stagnates, it, it corrupts, yeah? It becomes, becomes unlivable. And because, and we haven't tuned in yet, I know, but I just got carried away. Because of this, focus, and because mind can affect emotions, can affect physical, just like physical affects emotions, affects mental, it's a cycle. Our attitudes are causing our body to stagnate, and therefore bodies are dying at 70, 80, 90 years old. These bodies are not meant to die at 70, 80, 90 years old. They've done algorithmic studies of the human body and the human biology, and they say that without the tension, pressure, stress, and friction being out of balance, the human body can actually sustain itself for about 330 years. So 70, 80, 90 is like a, is like a real early out. Hmm? Have you ever seen somebody that has like gotten the wrong answer or had kind of a fixation that wasn't working out, and they'll go like this. You know, they'll go, they'll just kind of like circle their neck and try to like switch the view. Hmm? There's a instinctual reason for that, and there's a anatomical reason for that. And they both take place at the same part of the anatomy. Right here, where the head and the neck come together, 
are your top vertebra, but also there's this area made up of the medulla and the pons, P-O-N-S. The medulla and the pons, and this is known as the primitive brain. It's also known as the reptilian brain, which gave birth to a lot of intrigue and um, conspiracy ideas. Uh, it's also known as a bird brain. So if you ever called a bird brain, uh, that's what you're being called. And it's called the reticular formation as well. And this reticular formation holds your instinctual responses. And it's very primitive, it's very old, it's antique, antiquated. It is the way in which you will respond to that God-fearing. It's the way in which you will instinctually respond. In other words, you will use the lenses of your history. Not just your chronological history, but also your biological history, which is the history of your, of your genealogy, your genealogical history. It's the history of your family. And so you will be reacting. It's why our faces resemble our parents. It's because the face is an expression of your brain-mind connection. You are expressing your attitude through your face. And the attitudes that you're expressing through your face are similar to the attitudes that your parents and their parents and their parents and their parents expressed also. So the similarities are very clear. Now, what happens when a person is born into a family that looks nothing like the parents is that their cosmological impression is so powerful in this moment that their genealogical impressions are being overwritten. Hmm. Some people go, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Every single one of you sitting in this room and also online are cosmologically more powerful than your genealogy because you are at such a high evolutionary status that you are here not to blend in, but to shift the blend that's already taking place. And so what we have here is we have a quantum physics kind of equation and there was one great study, well it was a great um, thesis called Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's cat was said to be both alive and dead. Schrodinger was a, was a scientist, a doctor out of Germany in 1935. He came up with this idea in quantum physics that at a certain level of reality, things are whatever they are observed as. And so Schrodinger said it's like, and he took, takes a cat, it was before cruelty to animals was uh, enforced, but he didn't hurt the animal, just to give you that relief before they go into the story. Um, and he puts the, he, he just frustrates it a slight bit. He puts the cat in a box and closes the box and says, there's poison in the box. 
is the cat dead or alive? He opens up the box, and it's a bit of a magic trick. There's an image of a dead cat. But then he takes off the image of the dead cat, and there's the cat, it's alive. Actually, the cat is still alive. So your anticipation can override what is actually taking place. Just like your cosmology can override your genealogy, hence the reference to the lenses. Your anticipation creates a lens through which you see. And that lens can become a habit. You can think of the cat as dead because you think of the glass as half full or half empty, rather. Even if there's one drop in the glass, if you've got a really positive attitude, you say, the glass is beginning to fill up. But if there's one drop in the glass and you've got a really negative attitude, you think, I'm almost out of water. Both are describing the exact same event. But it's not just a psychology. What Schrodinger was saying was it's an actual physicality. That at a quantum level, the observer and the observed are interlinked inexplicably. That what you are actually receiving in your life is connected to what you are expecting in your life. And what you are expecting in your life is connected to what you are observing in your life. And where is the choice? Where is the decision that you can make that can actually control this? And when I asked this of Yogi Bhajan, he said, well, that's the deal. God didn't give you, God, in quotes, generates, organized, destroys, an acronym. God didn't give you direct control because if God gave you direct control of that mechanism, I mean, as messed up as the world is today, can you imagine how much more messed up it would be if certain people had control of a mechanism like that? I mean, God help us, right? So what happened was, it was given to you indirectly through discipline. And discipline means both a regular set of the equation and also being a student of the equation itself. Discipline is the root of disciple. And it's also the root of that focused action. And so if you can use the two forms of discipline and be a student of infinity and the infinite possibilities, as well as having a focus in your activities, then you can connect that channel and you can alter also the reason why the word altar has double meanings, right? Altar is a place of worship and it's also a shift in reality. 
So these things that have those double meanings use both of those meanings to be able to change your moments. You can alter your moments by changing your expectations. Long enough, holding on to new expectations long enough that they actually change your observations. What allows a person to speed read and retain accurately and another person needing to read each word? Because when your eyes glance a page, you actually did a screen snap. You did, a, you did one of those, uh, what do they call it? A screen grab, a screen grab. Hmm? So when you take a page in a book and you look at it, without even checking the details, that page is in your brain. Now what is the mechanism that would allow you to go back and read the page that's in your brain or know what's on the page that's in your brain? That is actually a state of being called faith which is very similar to a state of being called trust. We have distorted and disarranged these two concepts. We think it's faith in, I don't have faith in you. That's not a real, that's not a reality. I could say I can't, I don't feel I can count on you, but you know, that would also be a stupid thing to say because you're creating an expectation, aren't you? Which is going to control your observation, isn't it? which if you need to be right, which most people do, then you're going to make darn certain that that person is not living up to whatever is to be done in order for you to be correct. Yes? yes. And that's the chaos of corporations. Because corporations are hierarchies. Hierarchies are all about people who should have power over others, which is a nonsense. But in order to maintain that power over others, you have to be right and another has to be wrong. And in order for that to be maintained, there must be mistakes. Right? People are going to have to make mistakes so that they can be rendered incorrect. They can be rendered wrong. So if a corporation is a person, as Citizens United is saying, then it's a really messed up person. <laughs> it's really actually neurotic and in many instances, psychotic. And so, all of this goes to speak about there's a way, an indirect way, in which you can become that disciple with discipline to alter your reality. And it takes place right up here, right here. And this is what we do in yoga when we're working with chanting, because chanting really affects that area. That's the resonating chamber. This is the resonating chamber of the guitar. 
This is where the sound resonates, but the sound doesn't originate there. The sound originates here. The sound is controlled through here, and whether or not the instrument is tuned is controlled here. So there's all these different parts, if we want to take that metaphor and transfer it to you, there's all these different parts of your body, of your biology, that are enabling your projection, whether it's sound or light, to be not only projected, but then reflected. Because what you're experiencing is a reflection of your observation, which is a, which is a byproduct of your expectation. And the dance within all of this is what is called the dance of enlightenment. Because if you can let this transform into just the pure light that is, this is very satisfying. This relationship you have with the world is very nourishing. And that is the purpose for every asana we do in yoga, for every mudra that we do in yoga. I mean, the mudras all use, well, not always, but let's say that 95% of mudras use which one of these digits? The thumb. And remember, I've told you over and over and over that when you're an embryo, which means up until about 20, 21 days in the womb, an embryo is just a ball of multiplying by dividing cells, correct? In that embryonic stage, your brain and your hands are coming from the same place. And so this area of your brain is where your thumbs are. This area is where your little fingers are. And that's why this is all about communication. This is your finger of communication. This is called your id. The entity, your id. This comes from that reticular formation, the base of your brain, and it's just connected to the atlas, C1 vertebra, and the axis, C2 vertebra. So that whole mechanism is all about this. You know, we said this gesture means more. What does this gesture mean? Yeah. It means good. It means good. And this means really good, huh? Hmm? It's like a commonality of that my instincts and your instincts. But what if, and the if is not even an if, what when human instincts are fearful? Human instincts being fearful will produce reasons for fear. Remember? Remember, it's a cycle. We cannot create safety with force. 
because force is both an element for feeling safe, but also for destruction. And what goes around comes around. So if we use a mechanism for safety, that is a destructive mechanism, that destruction will come back around and break through our shield of safety. Again, Schrodinger's cat. Is it alive or dead? Well, it depends on what you expect and your expectations will control what you observe. People will say, you know, they'll, they'll, oh, I want, I want, I want, and then they won't get, and they'll go, I knew it. What is the I knew it? The I knew it is the connection to the expectation. And so, want and expectation are not the same. But what if they could be? What if want and expectation could become the same? And they can. But you don't have a direct connection. It requires discipline. And that discipline requires a state of faith and a state of trust. Because when in your discipline nothing is changing, in order to remain in your discipline, in order for it to ultimately change, you must be in faith and you must be in trust. And that's how all of these mechanisms fit together with Schrodinger's poor cat. That quantum effects in the universe are creating a reality out of consciousness. And consciousness is what we in this class are working on. Another word for consciousness is awareness. And Kundalini Yoga is called the Yoga of awareness. awareness. I mean, we could go on and on and on in this lecture and I could show you how that connects to the chakras and the light crystals in the body, but we'll save that for other times. But just know that absolutely everything you do, everything you think, everything you say is having an effect on everything that is going to be, which is the quantum nature of time in which the past is still, present is still, future is already. And Yogi Bhajan once said, God created time so that it doesn't all happen at once, and space so that it doesn't all happen to you. But in fact, it is all happening at once, and it is all happening to you. In fact, 
It is all about you. And the dance is, how can you dance in it all about you while including everyone else so that it doesn't appear to be all about you? That's the dance of compassion. That's the dance of empathy. And that's the dance that's failing today at large. And that's the dance that you're here to bring back in with all of the music. Yes? All the classes can be found now on gurusing.teachable.com. There's going to be long-form classes available there, 30-minute long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a Kundalini Recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or success and it'll be a lecture with a pranayama breathing exercise and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day and then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation and these will be like 11 minutes and then there are also going to be audio files which are guided 11-minute meditations which you can listen to and that's all within gurusing.com Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more.